My next guest is the starting offensive guard for the 2-0 Denver Broncos. Want to welcome on Dalton Reisner. Dalton, how's everything going? Wonderful start to the season. Is this what you guys expected or are you guys getting just, just getting started? Yeah, man. Things are great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it so much. Um, 2-0 means a lot. You know, being here for three years, we haven't had the opportunity um, to finish and start like that since I've been here. So there's a lot to take pride in. Um, we also know that we played two teams that, um, you know, are obviously struggling this season thus far. So we have a lot to prove going forward this season. But uh, 2-0 always feels good. It's the NFL. Anyone can win on any given Sunday. So we've done a heck of a job, won two games, and, and can't wait to continue moving forward, man. Not going to lie to you, I did bet the Giants in week one. So I was pleasantly surprised they lost. Happy for you guys 2-0. But you guys have been unbelievable. What's it been like with, with Teddy under center? You know, it's different, you know, with me here, at the Denver Broncos, I've probably had seven or eight different quarterbacks in the last three years and um, nothing against any of them. I love each and every one of them, you know, having Teddy in there, he does some really good stuff. You know, you've seen it in the first two games. He takes care of the football. He's smart. He's a veteran. He's been doing this a long time. So it's great to block for a guy that understands that. I tell you that, you know, just from the film perspective, you can see it when you turn on the film. He likes to sit in the pocket. Uh, I think that's nice on our tackles. You know, he's not drifting seven, eight, nine yards in the backfield or drifting left to right. He likes to sit right there. So for guards, it puts a lot of weight on our shoulders to make sure, hey, we, we stone guys at the line of scrimmage. We don't get pushed back three or four yards in his lap. But he does a great job. He controls the huddle. He plays great football. He extends plays. Now, the first two weeks where I've seen him do a great job of is just extending plays. You know, there might be a free rusher off the edge makes him miss, makes a play happen off that. So I couldn't be more happy with what he's done. And it makes us as an offensive line just want to block that much harder because we know he can make big plays. Who do you guys have Sunday? We have the Jets. All right, so that's another one. All right, 3-0, and oh, book it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw Wilson yesterday. It's not was not pretty. Um, I saw something before, before we logged on here. I didn't realize that Mike Munchak was your O-line coach. Yeah, Mike Munchak is my O-line coach. As soon as I got to the Broncos – he was hired with that new staff with Fangio. So my first year was Fangio's first year, and that whole staff with Fangio was the first. So Mike Munchak, obviously, he's been able to be my coach for three years, and I could sit on here and talk about an hour about what a great coach he is, man. But he know, understands the game. Biggest thing I'll tell you about him is he's been there. You get coached by a lot of guys in your life and get told what to do by a lot of people that have never played the game at your level, let alone even college. So it's nice to have a guy that he wears a gold jacket. He was one yeah. of the best offensive linemen. He's probably going to wear a gold jacket for coaching as well. Yeah. Uh, so, man, him, him, having him as a coach and him have done it, have done everything, I think that's the biggest thing is like, hey, when we're out there on the field, he's like, I understand. I know what's going on out there. Here, let's talk about it. Let's slow down the game for you. And my three years, he's done a great job of slowing down the NFL game because it's a fast game that's played out there. It makes it real simple, man. So that's been nice. What's, what's the biggest thing he's done to help you grow your game since you got to Denver? You know, one thing he teaches so much is just technique. Coach Munchak, we just got done watching the film from the Jaguars. What he loves to say is, if you do the technique that I taught you, did you win? 99.9% .9 of the time, you're going to win if you do the technique that he says. Yeah, sometimes there's going to be some talent, some good players that even if you have good technique, they're going to find a way to beat you. Um, and, and, if, and if you lose, most of the time he talks about your technique. Did you use the technique that he preaches each and every day of each and every week throughout the whole year? And most of the time you lose when you don't. So I think that's the biggest thing that he's done. He has a great scheme for the offensive line. He has great techniques that he teaches all of us to help each other out, to help one another out, to help ourselves out. And as long as we stick to that, like I mentioned earlier, 
it slows down the game. It makes it seem a little bit more simple out there because you can kind of get lost in the speed of the linebackers, the guys you're going against up front, the team that you're going against, whatever it may be. Um, but his technique that he teaches just allows us to slow down the game and just play, you know, hard-nosed football. What was this pre this preseason and this offseason like for you? Because obviously your first year, obviously you're coming into the league kind of just getting adjusted. Last year, everything's berserk. Pandemic's raging, not much going on. Everything's virtual. And now down to this year, sort of starting getting back to normal. What was this, this offseason like for you? Well, it was great. You know, I'm a big fan of OTAs. I mean, going, going off last year compared to what I had my rookie year, I felt like I was playing football all year kind of got into the season and just felt like I was rolling. Last year, you know, you take six months off, literally. You know, you show up for camp and you only have three weeks and you're going against your same guys. Then you get put out there on NFL field and you got to go perform. So this year has been great, being able to have OTAs and build as a team. That camaraderie as a team and how you gel, especially for the unit that I play in as an offensive lineman, you want to be close. You want to know each other, what each other needs help with. But we, what we, you know, what some guys are good at, what some guys are bad at. Also coming into this year, you know, I had a returning center with Lloyd Cushenberry. So I got to be with him for year two. So I understand him a little bit more continuing to work with Garrett Bowles. I mean, it goes on and on. That's why I love being able to have the OTAs, being able to have the, the preseason football games. That's so great. You know, we don't play the whole time, but we get good reps and kind of get a feel for the game uh, before we jumped out there. So I'm a big fan of having it all, man. I think it's very, very crucial, at least for me. It's something that I really enjoy. I don't know if you saw if you saw if you knew beforehand, but obviously with the Colts being announced, they're in the in the conference as the midseason hard knocks guys. I don't know if you said the last week. Did you have any idea that a random team is gonna be announced, or was that just that you just find out last week? I had no idea. You know, actually later on before the Cowboys were announced, I heard that it was actually the Broncos and the Cowboys that were in discussion to be on hard knocks. So the Cowboys um, were obviously a part of it. And then, yeah, I just saw that the Colts are going to be a part of it too. I, I don't follow too much of that. I don't watch a lot of TV. You know, it's kind of hard during the season when you're so locked in, but Hey, good for them. You know, every, every sometimes when I'm in the hotel before a game, I'll turn on hard knocks, see what's going on and stuff like that. So that'd be pretty cool. What, what was your biggest takeaway from last season, as insane as it was? Shoot, man. Well, I already kind of talked about the preparation leading yeah. up to, you know, I didn't, didn't like having pre, not having preseason games, not having OTAs, stuff like that. Um, it's hard to talk about from a Broncos standpoint. You know, we went 5-11, and 11, kind of was a season where we left a lot out there on the field, had a lot of injuries. That's not an excuse, but we just didn't have a good year um, as a team. You know, 5-11, and 11, there's not a lot of great things to talk about, but I will tell you that we played a lot of good teams throughout the season, a really strong strength of schedule. And we played everyone really tight. You know, there was very few games that we got blown out. There were a few here and there, but most of the games, they were one, two point games at the end. It could have been a, a 10 win season compared to a five win season in a matter of seconds. You know, the game of football was seconds and inches. So um, from a team standpoint, we knew that we had to be better. That's been a huge point moving forward this year is we don't want to feel that way again. We want to, we want to excite Bronco country down here in Denver, Colorado. Um, and we want to have a better year. So from a team standpoint, that's kind of the takeaway from a personal standpoint. Uh, I'm kind of myself's worst critic. I'll always be the first one to tell you that there's a lot to work on. Always want to be better. I want to be perfect. I want to be a perfect football player out yeah. there. Um, but coming off a season like last year, no sacks, no penalties. Uh, felt like I had a, he had a heck of a season um, personally. And moving into this year, I think I've started off the same way, if not better. I feel different this year. So from my standpoint and the team standpoint, I think we're just building off of what we want to be better from last year. How can we improve from last year? And I think we've done that thus far. What was, what was your reaction last year in the game where Hinton, Hinton got to go at uh, QB1? 
<laughs> you know, it was tough, man. You know, you, you get you get told on Saturday night before a Sunday night game or a Sunday, Sunday middle of the day game that, you know, all three quarterbacks are out. Not only your starting quarterback, not your second string, but your third string, all three of them are out. So, you know, we have uh, assistant coaches on our team thinking that they might get the nod to dress up for a day because they played quarterback back in college. They're walking around with their chest puffed out. Uh, so it was a tough deal, man. We had all the faith in Kendall. We knew the hard job that we were going to have as an offensive lineman, as offensive line moving forward. We knew how tough it was going to be on him. Um, but we made the most of it. We went out there. We didn't put our heads between our, our legs and say, man, we give up. Went out there and fought. Obviously, it wasn't a very good game. I think we might have completed one pass. Uh, but he gave it his all, man. I'm a big fan of Kendall Hitton. He just got his first uh, career reception oh, cool. uh, against the uh, Jaguars yesterday, which was a really big deal. So he's continuing to work. He's a good dude. And can you tell me about the thing you've got going on next Monday with your foundation? Yeah, man. So for the Rise Up Foundation, everyone out there watching, you can check it out at riserup.org. Uh, it's a foundation that I created back in college. Uh, something that I take a lot of pride in is, man, I want to be the, the biggest, baddest blankety blank out there on the football field. At the same time, I want to use this platform of the NFL um, to be a good role model, man. I don't want to tell people about my chain on my neck or the fame and the fortune. I want to use this platform for good because I know when I was a little guy, I would have killed to, to have NFL players get back or for me to meet them. And it's kind of why I created the foundation, you know, it's simply just to put a smile on people's faces and hopefully spread the word of God as much as I can. So next Monday night will actually be the first big fundraiser for Reisner Up. We've always worked with different organizations and been giving money to different places and giving time and all sorts of areas because that's what I'm all about. Um, but this will be the first opportunity that we have to have an actual event. So my marketing team has done an extremely good job. It's going to be at the Children's Museum in downtown Denver at 630 to 9 um, next Monday, September 27th, after the big Jets win. Broncos are going to be 3-0. and It's going to be great vibes. It's going to be great food. I'm going to tell everyone what we do as a foundation, get everyone in the loop and everyone that's helped along the way. We want to highlight them and um, you know, cool impacts that we've made. We want to let everyone know what we've been up to. So it should be a great night to get everyone together. Correct me if I'm right. I don't know. Did they, did they air a, a feature about your foundation during your draft? Because for some reason, I feel like they did. They did. They did. That was back in the early stages where, you know, I woke up and said I had a foundation and uh, I didn't really know what it entailed uh, to have a foundation in terms of establishing it as a 5013C, et cetera. Um, but yeah, man, I've always been doing some awesome work. And when I got drafted, they did a heck of a job of, highlighting a lot of the cool work that I did in college um, to let people know what I was trying to do with this platform. So it was pretty neat. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to ask you, I saw, I saw you're a farmer. You still doing some farming? <laughs> I call it a rancher. I come from a, a town of 800 people in Wiggins, Jeez. Colorado. What do you guys um, have there? Just like a Walmart and that's it? Oh, dude, if we had a Walmart, we'd be going crazy. <laughs> we don't have a stoplight. Our grocery store didn't work half the time I was there. Um, you mean it didn't, we didn't work? Get, what, what, is, what does that mean? It doesn't work. What does that mean? Like it, we wouldn't get enough people coming to it. So it'd have to shut down. Like the business was bad and they didn't have it. They didn't want to stock a ton of items in their store because when they didn't get sold, they just went bad. So like there was a ton of issues with like keeping it running. Uh, so we have one gas station, one restaurant, good Mexican joint. Um, there's not much to do there, man, but we did branch, you know, I, I bull rode when I was younger, oh. I barrel raced. I wanted to be a cowboy. We had 40 head of cattle, pigs, horses, 4-H, FFA, spent my summers baling hay, milking dairy cows, scooping poop, building fence, you name it. That's kind of where I came from, man. So that's kind of where I get this mindset, you know, going out there and playing football on Sundays. That's pretty easy to a day on the ranch. That's for sure. 
did any of your training techniques kind of come from the ranch, like things you do differently than maybe some other guys do? Well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm not the, the strongest guy in the weight room, nor have I ever been. I got really long arms, but I will tell you when I get on the football field, I feel like I got farm strength. I tell people that all the time. They're like, dude, you might not be putting up half the amount of bench as these guys you're going against, but you're throwing them around. And I take pride in that. You know, it comes from right here. That's something that that can't be taught. That's uh, that, that's something that you just have to have. You have to have heart and passion and grit. And I think that's what I exemplify in the NFL, man. I'm trying to continue to put my head down and continue to work hard. I know someday I'm going to be one of the top guards. People are going to be talking about me and, and that's the goal. So I just got to keep working, keep using that farm strength, things I learned growing up back in Wiggins, town of 800 people. I'm just blessed every day I get to be a Denver Bronco. This is a question I've never asked before. What's your best farm story? Oh, so the biggest rule when you're bailing hay, and this is old school. Kids nowadays will tell you, man, I went out and bailed hay. And, and nowadays they bail the hay. The hay, the hay bale gets shot. It's about 80 pound bale, 100 pound alfalfa, 80 pounds for probably grass hay. It gets shot right back onto the trailer and the kids just have to stack it and stand on the trailer. It's easy. But back in my day, way back then, back in 2006, <laughs> 2007, you know, and we worked for farmers that probably didn't have enough money for those nice machines or they weren't out yet. We had to walk alongside so we'd have one kid driving the truck he'd drive in between the two lines of hay that was bailed we'd have one brother on one side of the trailer the other brother on the other we'd walk alongside the trailers going about five miles an hour we grabbed the hay bales and we'd have to chuck them up on top of the trailer and one brother would stack so we had days where we just grinded you'd, you'd stack until the the trailer was full probably seven or eight bales high go unload it in the barn and keep going just back in and out in and out i'm talking for weeks because you didn't want the hay to get rained on because it gets moldy. I could, I could tell you all about it, man. But the biggest rule is on the way back in, always ride behind the tires. So if you fall off, you don't get ran over. You just fall on the ground. So me being a little kid, having a good time, I'll sit in front of the tires. Sure enough, I fell off and the trailer ran over me, stacked eight bales high. Didn't break a bone, nothing. Got right back up. I was good. I don't know how that happened, but I definitely got ran over. Funniest part about it is the, the, the farmer I was working for, he was so blue collar. Didn't even check if I was okay. He was just mad. He was like, I told you, you need to pay attention to the rules. You're going to get fired, all this stuff. So I survived it, man. That'd be fun. one of the, the more fun farm stories that I have. Oh, six. How old are you? Because I think, I think we're the same age. You're 95, right? 95, yeah. Maybe yeah. 08, maybe 09. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would have been, yeah, 08, 08 that's wild. 007. I, I've been 12 <laughs> years old. I probably started doing it when I was 11 or 12. So, yeah, I think. I think 06, 07 is probably right, man. Is that stuff in your contract? Like, hey, you can't do any of the farm stuff that might get you strain any anything. <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of goes, you know, without saying, hey, you get you get hurt outside of the facility, whether that's working out, yeah. riding bulls, snowboarding, whatever, you're yeah. not going to get paid. So I have to be a city boy for now. I'm living in a subdivision with a cul-de-sac. I'm not proud of myself. I am proud. I got at least an acre of land, oh, cool. um, which is good. But here in a couple of years, man, um, definitely when football's over, I tell you, you could come find me, but you won't be able to. I'll be off the map, bro. Do you do you, do you have any animals now, or just you just kind of do some small stuff? Not now. I don't have an, I don't have enough enough land to do so. I mean, I have a dog, of course, um, but at the same time, you know, I don't have the time to take care of the animals I need taken care of. So when football's over, man, I'll have horses, I'll have cattle, I'll be off the grid where there's no cell service. It'll be great, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you, in your opinion, who's the best? Uh, who's the best offensive lineman in football today? The best offensive lineman in football today, are we talking 
I feel like tackles and guards are so different. We'll just go guards because that's the position that I play, guards and centers interior-wise. Um, I'd say Zach Martin with the Cowboys. I think the more and more I watch film, I think he's the most technically sound football player. Um, offensive lineman's a tough position. You're never going to be perfect. You have 100, you know, 80 blocks a game most likely, and being perfect on all of them is going to be tough. But I feel like when I watch him, he's physical. He knows his technique. He's been in the league a while. He's confident. He goes against some great players, and he does a good job, man. Um, I, I think he's kind of the all-around all best football player. Um, Quentin, Quentin Nelson, I think, is a, another top guard. I think he plays dirty. I think he plays nasty, which is great. And by dirty, I mean good. That's oh, yeah. how I, I like to play is dirty, finishing guys. So I think those two guys have kind of, you know, established themselves as two, two of the, the better offensive guards in football today, for sure. What do you think of those comments Clowney made a couple weeks ago when he was kind of Giving, giving, some, giving some shit to the guard position. Clowney? I didn't hear it. What did he say? He, he He's saying something like, guards are no problem for me, even though yesterday he went ahead two tackles. And I don't yeah, think well, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I blocked him the first game of last season. So I'll, I'll let, I mean, that, that guy can speak <laughs> for himself. Uh, he's a great football player. Great football player. Um, not that he didn't beat me. I mean, he, I'm sure he got me on a player too. But yeah. uh, I think I, I think if he's going to say that, come on, bro. Like, if you, if you don't go out there running around the tackles, running 15 yard loops to get a sack. Come in and get dirty in the inside, man. So if he's about it, you better do it. Who's who's the toughest uh, pass rusher you've had to block so far in your career? Oh, okay. Chris Jones is definitely up there. Chris Jones is a heck of a football player with the Chiefs. Um, I know he's he's got a lot of Pro Bowls underneath him. I know he's in the NFL top 100 usually. Um, so he's a very good pass rusher. He's a pretty dynamic football player. I get to place him two times a year, every year with the Chiefs. Um, I'd have to – Eddie Goldman with the, the, the Bears my rookie year. He was a pretty good football player. Um, it's been a while for me since that year, but uh, and this year it's just started. But, yeah, man, I'd say overall – I'd say Chris Jones is probably one of the best pass rushers. I'm going to get Fletcher Cox this year. Um, you know, I, I'd say Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones, and Aaron Donald are a top, at the top of some of the top D tackles in the league. So I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to go against uh, Fletcher Cox or Aaron Donald, but I'll, I'll get Fletcher this year and Chris Jones. So I get to go against some of the best players, man. You were lined up against uh, uh, Max Crosby or, or Joey. Oh, yeah. I know they're, they're both in your division. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rivals, of course. Um, I think credits both of them. I think they're good football players. Um, with Max, I, I've got to block him plenty of times. I think that there's a little bit of overhype there. Um, mm -hmm. He's a good football player. Um, you know, people could people could say uh, there's overhype on me. You know, all the time. But I think that I think they're good football players, man. That's all I'll tell you. Um, Joey Bosa, I'd say, would be different. I've never had Joey line up in a three tech and pass rush me. I've gotten Joey on picks and stunts and stuff like that. Um, so I haven't got to block him, honestly, on a one-on-one -on -one standpoint. I know he's a heck of a football player, and our tackles have to prepare for him big time. Um, and Crosby, I know they have to prepare for him, too. He's a good football player. But I have gotten Crosby a lot more one-on-one -on -one, um, than I have Joey Bosa. And I don't, I'm not – this might be a dumb question. You, have you played Washington since you've been in the league yet? Have I what? Have you played Washington yet? No, we'll play Washington this year. This will be the first time. So, you know, we'll have sweat. We'll have Chase Young. We'll have Allen. We'll have Darren Payne. I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of those guys that are good football players. So that's gonna be a, a huge game for us as an offensive line. What is that? What is the difference in the kind of preparation when you, instead of you obviously some of these teams just have kind of one marquee guy you got to watch out for? It's like some of these teams, obviously, like Washington, have three or four. It's never gonna be different. Uh, I don't know if everyone will tell you this, Zach, but it's never gonna be different. It's the NFL. 
guys are in the NFL for a reason. You know, you can't overlook and say, oh, you know, we're playing the, the Jaguars. You know, they still got Roy Robertson Harris. They still got Malcolm Brown. They still got Devontae Smith. They, they got Josh Allen off the edge. You're going to get him one-on-one. I mean, there's going to be guys for every single team. So you got to prepare the same way. You got to look into every single guy, look what they're good at, look what they're bad at. Make sure you have that mindset of, hey, I'm going to get these guys best shot. Because if you don't prepare that way, you don't want to be embarrassed on Sunday. So like the first week, you know, going against Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence inside for the Giants. I mean, what a true test that was. Um, had a, a phenomenal game. I was really proud of that first week. So every week you're going to have guys that are going to test you, man. When it comes to teams like the Redskins, of course, in the back of your head. Uh, sorry, the Washington football team. I say, this, I say it all the time. It, it, <laughs> in the back as soon as they get head. a new name, everybody will go on that. But until then, people are going to slip up. Yeah, yeah. So in the back of your head, of course, you're like, Man, okay, there's there's a lot of marquee players, a lot of key players on this football team. But I find as an offensive lineman, the more you care about the marquee players, that's when you change your technique. Oh, crap, I got to block Chase Young. Oh, crap, I got to block Allen. No, you can't have that mindset. It's just another human. They eat, they breathe, they sleep just like you. Yeah, they might have a big name. They might be good football players for sure. And you want to scout them just like you do every guy every week. I think, I think you kind of get into a bad rhythm if you start saying, oh, no marquee players. Okay, I'm good this week. Oh, next week I got the football team, so I got to make sure I'm ready for all of them. I don't think it really changes. At least for me, it doesn't. Let's go. One last question for you. Do you know offhand how many holding calls you've been called for? I have no idea. I was wondering if O line would keep track of it. Just be like, all right, I'm keeping this zero. As really? Three years, no holdings, man. Have, have no holdings called? Three years, or no three holdings years. called. No holdings, whether declined, accepted, <laughs> not one flag. That's awesome. I wasn't called for one flag all last year. The only flags I've gotten were two my rookie year. One was a false start. One was an unsportsmanlike conduct um, personal foul. So three years, two flags so far. Did I see you got a touchdown? Touchdown, yeah. So three years, three years, two flags, and a touchdown, brother. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. You keep the ball? Uh, I kept the ball. It's painted. Awesome. It's upstairs in my shrine Oh, room, cool. Man. That's yes, awesome. Sir. That's awesome. And then how can people find out more about the foundation? Obviously, they got the event next Monday. People can go check out. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. You can check us out at the Rise Up Foundation on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also follow my personal pages at Dalton underscore Reisner 66. We're always retweeting or posting what we're doing there. And then the, the online website, risingrup.org. You can check us out, meet the team, see what we're up to, see how you can become involved, um, all that good stuff, man. So I appreciate you plugging that for us. Absolutely. Man. Appreciate it so much for taking time, especially on a day you had practice. It looks like probably Tuesday is going to work the best. Then most of the guys have Tuesdays, like Monday. I'm like, all right, we can do Monday. Yeah, we just get ready for football. <laughs> but do, do appreciate it. Doesn't mean a lot to take the time. Yeah. God bless. Go Broncos, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.